Hey, what's up, everyone? Forrest Griffin here, and I want to give a shout-out to my boys Trey and L.E. Congratulations on the 56th podcast. Y'all are doing it. Keep up the good work. And everyone, you can look for them on Twitter at The56Podcast. They also have a Facebook group. Again, that's The56Podcast or 56Podcast, if you like. Anyway, good luck. Good luck. Good looking guys is what they are. Good luck, guys. And by the way, L-E-M-M-A is the king of combat sports. Check them out. Welcome to the 56 Podcast. We're back again, everybody. You got me, Trey, and as always, joining me is my boy, your boy, L-E. Say what's up to the people. What's up, guys? 56 Nation. Let's do this. Yeah, man. Okay. We've got uh, some guests today, don't we? I mean, I, I think we've booked two high-profile guests, uh, as, f- as far as what I know. like, um... Yeah, man. I don't want to spoil it for anybody because this, this is big time. we got some big-time guests going on today. So Yeah. We're going to touch on different subjects. We're going to touch on the NFL, the NBA. We might talk some uh, MMA. Who knows? Who knows where this pod's going to go today? You know, we we don't know. We don't even know. So stay tuned. Listen to the whole thing. It's going to be fun. I know we're going to have fun, and I I guarantee you're going to enjoy listening to it. So right now we have an advertisement for this week. Who is who is supporting us this week? Who's supporting the Bills for this pod? Man, so look, there's so many I had to filter through, and I had to pick one that really agrees with what the core values of this podcast are. And so this week we went with our, our sponsor for the week is lipless mask. Uh, anytime you're out in public, you don't want to wear your mask, but they tell you to anyway, your lips will hang out the front of it. Lipless mask. You can pick those up five ninety nine a pack at your local Walmart. <laughs> so you mean the Zorro joints? Oh, definitely the Zorro joints. Yeah. <laughs> okay, man. Hey, listen, I'm glad you brought up masks. It's so hilarious. Just, I'm, I know that it's it's such a controversial thing right now. Everybody's making this political, and we are not a political podcast at all. So basically, we, at all, we are just gonna joke about this subject real quick because I had a cousin logged on to Facebook the other day, and my cousin's telling me he's like, "Man, I just walked into a dollar store, and you know, the cashier made me wear my mask, or, or told me I had to wear a mask or I couldn't be there," and. And then I got mad at her, kind of heckled at her. And I was like, man, I was like, why are you messing with this girl? Like, like everybody <laughs> listed, like, like it's, it's kind of the way I'm looking at this man. It's kind of simple. Like back in the day, you know, I don't know if these signs are still on your stores, but it's like no shirt, no shoes, no service. Right. So nowadays with uh, the climate we're living in and this COVID stuff, man, it's like now these signs just say no mask, no shirt, no shoes, no service. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense that people just don't just strap your mask on or shop somewhere else. Just be quiet about it. Like, it's oh, are we really are we really I mean, it's going to get too political. I can't do this. Like, <laughs> listen, I, can't, listen. I can't do this. Let me reel you back in before you get us taken off the air. Right. But yeah. Right. Real quick, since we airing grievances, I'm going I'm to say this. One of my big pet peeves before we get to the mask thing for me is. If I hold a door open for you, you better say thank you. Or I'm going to unhold that door for you, walk you backwards politely, and put you back in the store. I hate when I hold a door open for somebody and they don't say thank you. They just walk out 
because they're on the phone and they ignore me. So if you see me, I hold the door for you. You don't have to shine my shoes. You don't got to dap me up. Just tell me thank you. It's a polite thing to do. Now, anyway, back to the mask. Listen. Now, see, with the with the mask and holding the door open, at least now you're given a reason to be a jerk. Like, and you 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 can literally, when it's time to open a door up for the for somebody, you could just take some like six feet back and just put your hands up in there, like listen, <laughs> like like. Not that I, I, can I do, would bro. love, <laughs> I would love to open that door for you, but hey, rules six are rules, <laughs> rules are rules, man. <laughs> But, uh, so you have a legitimate excuse now. So don't yeah. worry about that holding the door. Up. I had to hold up a second. I had to do that the other day for somebody like and I, I did the whole, you know, put my hand on it, walk way over to the other side, mm-hmm. like and basically like the long swing. And I held the, I did all that effort to hold this door up for this person. And, you know, after I did it, they didn't say thank you. They didn't look that look at me. They literally like. I guess they believe that I was one of those revolving doors. Like I was the mechanism that, that <laughs> made that door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm, I'm just like, man, like, are you kidding me? Like with all this six foot distance and I literally stepped out of my element to risk my life, to risk my life, to hold that door for you. Yeah. You could at least give me a head nod, yeah. you know, like, um, but it drives me so nuts. It like burns me up. Like in my spirit, I'm like, yo, I went out of my way to make this, accommodation for you you could at least say thank you or what, what gives me work what gets me worse is the people that don't even like touch the door as you're holding it open they just kind of squeeze through and then don't say thank you like how big of a jerk can we be but bro but how do you feel hold, hold up a second how do you feel about the whole swing like for see that with me i'll hold it all the way for a lady i'm not a like male chauvinist or anything like that but i just that's the way i was raised you know what i'm saying like hold the door up for a lady so I'll hold the door up the whole way for a lady. But how do you feel about like if a guy's coming behind you, do the whole like the extra arm push, like push that thing open a little more so that he, you know, he can grab it. It gets it gets so awkward with dudes coming behind you out of a store because you got to commit really early on or it just gets worse. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't see him coming, you got to turn back real quick and snatch the door. My bad. My bad. Oh, you know, I like to just always like shoulder check the door twice. Like when I'm going out. Cause I don't use my hands anymore because this whole thing going around, but like I'll, I'll give the door a bump on my shoulder. And then as I'm mostly through the door, I'll just check it again, just in case anybody's behind me. And then I don't look back. And that way there's not that awkward, like you didn't hold the door open enough for me or why are you holding the door open for me? I'm a dick, you know, that type of thing. So <laughs> yeah, I try, I try to pre pre plan these things. So that I'm going to deal with that weirdness. But um, look, I try, I try to be cool. Uh, during this whole pandemic thing. And and I I do still try to hold doors for everybody, um, but I won't do it with my hands. Like, you know, I was at the uh, sheets the other day and I just stood there. I opened it all the way and just held up my foot for like six people going in. I was like, you know, no problem. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And one person, of course, didn't say thank you because they were on their phone and whatnot. I just let the door go. It didn't hit them, but I was hoping it would. But that's just me being vindictive. But all right. And the whole the whole mask thing, like today I actually had to buy some just to get a haircut. And and I felt like I had to tell the lady when I went up to the register, I was like, hey, you know, I'm here to get my hair cut. And she's like, do you have a mask? And I, I'm not I wear a mask if I have one. But if I don't, I'm not really stressed about it. But I mean, when she told me that, I felt like I had to explain myself. Be like, listen, I have you know, I am not here. Any political stance here about me not wearing a mask like I understand. Let me go buy one. I'll be right back. But then yeah. I put my mask. I put my mask on. Took it back off. So since we're talking masks, I need you to name me some some of the most famous characters or people that you associate with wearing masks. Go. 
uh ninja turtles bro they, they're my <laughs> those are my those, those are my heroes man as a kid ninja turtles man so every one of them had a mask on I, you know wasn't a full face mask but come on man is anybody more popular and better uh in cinematography history than the ninja turtles they, they they're the mask ogs everybody that you came after them stole it from them this is funny though like every almost everybody talked about being hidden with a mask like they don't have their mouths covered <laughs> like like, <laughs> like 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 batman batman mouth wide open he couldn't survive in this in this day okay robin robin guess what he just got the ninja turtle joint like so he's not surviving <laughs> in this i mean think about some of these people that uh the, the ones that are trying to hide their identity zorro like well, let's go really old school Zorro, it's just it's just the thing around his eyes. <laughs> Man, <laughs> let me tell you something. Zorro's getting pointed out in the lineup in three seconds. <laughs> he does something wrong, man. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Zorro, we know that's you. <laughs> like, shut up and sit down. You're under arrest. Putting yeah. that, put, put, putting that Z everywhere. Like, what right. are you doing? <laughs> calm, calm it down, Z man. Um, yo, the mask. Jim Carrey is the mask. Had the hole oh. going on. You know what I'm saying? His mouth was still exposed. But was it really his mouth with the mask on? Because like he had that right. super long tongue. He might he might be number one. You but know, wait to- a minute, wait a minute. Like that thing melted to his face, so like you knew it was him. It just didn't have no hair. Like it was still Jim Carrey. I tell you what, I was thinking about that as one of mine to mention, and it's just so hilarious for like the premise of that movie, like to put on a, a mask and then just be cool. Like, like, <laughs> it was like a wood mask too, and somehow it yeah. turned into like facial tissue. <laughs> he was he was getting Cameron Diaz with that mask. You know what? Sell me that one at Walmart for my haircut. Nah, man, I love my wife. All right, so like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, okay, for real though, the the number one coronavirus approved mask is probably Spider Man. Is it not? Like Spider Man's mask oh, gets him yeah. through. Any barbershop, any restaurant, any Dollar General, any anything he wants to go to, he's good. Wow, that that that's an epiphany, like right there. Because now I'm gonna have to go on eBay get me a Spider-Man mask just to be that guy. (laughs) 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 I I, I gotta be that. See, I was thinking like when this all started, I was thinking like Bane, like get one of those Bane masks, like something cool and like I, I would look tougher and like have the voice thing in it too. So, hello. Like I need a, I need ten dollars in gas on pump three. Like, yeah, but <laughs> that'd be cool. But then they think you're Antifa. I don't know if you want to do that, man. But right. <laughs> but Spider Man got it done. Um, All right, man. Well, we gotta eventually start talking sports because this is a sports podcast. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna bring on our guest right now, uh, Mr. Youse. That's our first guest from Fifty Six Nation. It's our guy, uh, Brian Youse, man. Um, we're going to bring him on and we're going to chop it up about the, uh, the Redskins. I think we're going to talk and, and some other football. Now, He's here. We went to the green room. We got him. We got you Say what's up to the people. Yes. What's up people. All right. And we got uh, West Virginia Trey is, uh, is in the den with us still. Um, so let me, let me, let me tell you guys who Yaus is other than uh, who needs Henry in our fantasy league. <laughs> um, <laughs> so me and Yaus go way back. Right. Uh, the thing that I think I'm most impressed with about Youse is his form tackling of quarterbacks <laughs> in, in flag football. I, I love this story. <laughs> this guy played on our played on our flag, flag football team at the field house. Uh, you know, went out like a gangster. This guy 
sack the quarterback in a, in a non-tackling league. Perfect <laughs> form. I mean, it was Goldberg-esque with the spear. It was just, it was beautiful. And if I wish I had video of it because I would send it to colleges everywhere to get my guy recruited to like USC. Like, was like, I playing? Was I playing with you guys then? Yeah, you did. And uh, I don't know if this is one of the games you were at or not, but like, this right. was like this was like towards the end of the year. No, no, this was this is I think middle of the year, and he just came off the edge, man, and blew past the tackle, and just licked the guy up after he had thrown the ball. Like I'm pretty sure the ball was gone for like uh, five or six seconds. No, 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 no. <laughs> he definitely had the ball. It was definitely a sack, recorded sack. Um, and to, to even it out. I also did not come around the edge. I fell off of my first step <laughs> and like barrel rolled forward. And when I popped up, the quarterback was there. So I just grabbed him for balance and he went down with me. It so, looked beautiful. You know, a little bit of A, a little bit of B. It was like Khalil Mack. <laughs> it, was just, it was great. It was great. I didn't see the tripping part, but when I looked over, to see yeah. what had happened, all I saw was the quarterback in your arms and both of you going to the ground. And you were winning that confrontation. That's all I'm saying. It um, was so but shocking it, that the ref right next to it did nothing. No penalty, no nothing. <laughs> like, I, I guess I'll allow it. I don't know what to do. People don't normally get tackled. I didn't know it was possible. <laughs> did, you at least, did you at least manage to grab a flag on your way down? I don't remember, but no I don't think up. it mattered at no. that point. Like, he wasn't knowing <laughs> it. It's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, I, I don't have a flag, but I have his shorts. Will that count? Say, does an upper torso count? <laughs> it was a good play, man. That was one of my highlights. I, you know, I got a lot of them with you guys, but that's, this is my guy. So, um, listen, man, we want to talk some Redskins with you because obviously a lot's going on this week and some of it we're going to stay away from. Yeah. Um, you know, we got the name change thing. We got the organizational catastrophe. Um, you've been a Redskins fan a long time. I know you've been out to the training camp a lot. Um, how do you feel about the state of the Redskins, or I guess we're not the Redskins anymore, but the state of the D.C. football franchise now? I kind of feel like it is every year, just 10, 10% more every year. Like, growing up as a Redskins fan, you know pain, you know agony. Like, I was alive during the time when they won the Super Bowl, but I wasn't really paying attention. And then when I started paying attention, as you know, it was just year after year of hope and letdown, hope and letdown. And this just kind of, it kind of feels like the final crescendo. And maybe I'm saying that in a hopeful way. Uh, and I feel like a lot of fans feel this way too, in an almost a negative way of, oh, maybe Dan Snyder finally stepped into something that will get him removed. Now, whether or not that's good for the organization is a separate issue. I think a bunch of people have malice directly towards him, but I think this is just what the Redskins have been year after year from being fans of them. I, I can't think of a year where everything went the way that it should have gone in a good way consistently. Going into good spots and really self-sabotaged out of those good spots. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, you make a good point because it feels like everything we've done right was by accident, right? Like, yeah. you know, it, it, we've got RG3, you know, he, he, people don't remember, like he had that really good game at first against uh, New Orleans. And then he struggled for a while until I think week nine um, when they, I, I, I might be wrong about that week, but like he had a, like a good stretch of like, it was not working. And then they started bringing in some of the read option more and then he kind of got going 
And then even that fell apart when we got to, you know, we, what was it, 13, 12 or something like that with the whole Nada stuff and, you know. So All right, it's, guys. It's, All right, guys. Let me slow you up here for just a second because this is not a Redskin podcast. I know that you guys are in love with a team that's always going to finish last in the division. Uh, shout out to the Dallas Cowboys, my favorite team, if you didn't know, Yells. But Bro, anyway. <laughs> well, not, See now you later. Know. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it sounds like both of you are kind of ready for this name change in uh, D.C., and I just want to ask you real quickly, um, what are, with some of the names that are being said that uh, are available out there, what do you think the uh, Washington, D.C.'s team is going to be changed to? What name do you think they're going to use? Do you throw out options? I, I've seen some, but it's just on Twitter, and I don't know if it's like what everyone's talking some. about. I'll give you some. So we got Warriors, Red Wolves, um, Red Tails, Warhawks. Uh, what else? I think those are the main ones that are out there. I might right. be forgetting one or two of them. Me, me, me and L.E. kind of agreed with the Warriors because Dan, Daniel Snyder already owns, like, the trademark or whatever to the Warriors because I guess he uh, he trademarked it for his, uh, like, uh, arena team that never happened. I'm not really sure. But I think the Warriors with those, like, uh, spears on the helmet, like your guys' throwback helmets, would be perfect transition. But it seems like the media is kind of wanting to stay away from Native American heritage to – that's why I was kind of just asking you guys, like, what do you guys really think? If it's not going to be the Warriors, what are we really looking at here? I, one thing I'm a, what I think it should be, what I always like about a team name is a team name that represents something about the area. Now, being in DC, there's a lot of negative things you could come up with, <laughs> but, um, but, like, honestly, while I would hate the name as far as, like, ferociousness, if they went with, like, a monument or something that reflects something in the city, my only issue with, like, I think Red Tails, I understand the background with that. I, I don't understand how it ties to D.C. Um, the only thing with Warriors, and I think you said it, is do we, after all of this controversy, do you really want to go – hey, we're going to get rid of the Redskins and replace it with another thing that alludes to Native American heritage. Just from a PR standpoint, if you have a chance to exit that arena entirely, why not do it? But I see your point in the sense that it would be less of a turnover as far as branding, colors, stuff like that, which I think they said they're already going to stick with the same colors, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know, man. Like, I don't know why we don't just start with like the Washington hogs or something like that. Like I just keep it simple and let's move on. Um, but the thing is, is like this, this feels so Redskinish because even this should have been resolved by now. Like when they said, Hey, we're going to change the name. Why don't we have a name ready? I don't know. seems like something you would have thought about before you went ahead and said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to drop this. Um, I heard an interesting name that I think would work for the Redskins or for the DC team. How about the possums? You know, oh, this joke is, when they're is at super home, fresh. when they're at super home, fresh. when they're at home, they play dead and went on the road, found dead, right? Yeah, I don't like to pause. Was was... Yeah, uh, I've only heard that 700,000 times on Facebook. <laughs> you know. Listen, man. All right. So tell me something. Haskins, where you stand at with Haskins and, and kind of where he's gone? I don't, I don't have the same love for him that you do. Um, I've seen a lot of mistakes. I, 
but I don't, it's hard to judge a quarterback based off of his first year and especially his first year in such a weird situation with what last year was. And then this year he's got an entirely new coaching staff, entirely new everything. I don't know. I think this year will be interesting, but I don't even think after the end of this year you could judge him accurately. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential with his arm, but it has it did not come together in the way that I had hoped it would in the first year. Does it do you give him any credibility because Jay Gruden like didn't like him, didn't want him and didn't train him at all or teach him the game or anything? Like does that not give you because like like you said like i'm all in on haskins you know you know me i'm all in on yeah i'm all in on everything redskins as long as you know it's not kirk cousins but uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah. yeah i don't know I feel, I feel like we finally got our franchise guy and i could be wrong and we'll know a lot more to say really like 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 kirk cousins you get neither one of you guys like kirk cousins although he's probably the best quarterback you've had in what like two decades Bro, how many, so go ahead yes well, go no, ahead, no, go ahead. Well, the thing I didn't like about Kirk Cousins, and I, I, I don't think this is my thought, but the thing about Kirk Cousins is he's perpetually above average, but he's never excellent. And if you, if you watch Kirk Cousins, you can see it in his face. And I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but he always looks like he needs to ask, he feels he needs to ask permission to do risky things. He doesn't have a swagger to like go out there and do it. And I think that's why he fails a lot in the playoffs. Kirk Cousins was good at getting us to a spot, but I don't think he could have taken us over the edge. And personally, that's why I, I don't have malice for him, but that's why I wasn't a huge fan of him. I definitely. Okay, I have one question for you. I have one question for you, Yes, Me and uh, Ellie kind of spoke about this last week. Um, you got one choice for your quarterback for the future right now. Who do you got, Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins? Ooh, that's a good question. And it's for the Redskins, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, honestly, I go Dak Prescott, but here's the reason why. It's on nothing else other than the fact that we've already seen Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins couldn't get it done, and I don't think Kirk Cousins ever will get it done. Uh, so let's go Dak Prescott. I. I so you're, I you're telling me that Dak Prescott – you're telling me that Dak Prescott is the better quarterback, correct? No, incorrect. I understand why you could assume <laughs> oh. that. <laughs> incorrect. I was setting him up. I was setting him up perfectly yeah. for that. No. What I'm saying is, is that uh, the Redskins are such a uh, uh, crazy circus that I can't tell who's going to do good in it. And I've already seen that Kirk Cousins couldn't. Uh, not to the level that I wanted. So I'd be willing to try All right, that. yeah, I'll all right, you totally ruined my the whole plan I had. I just wanted you to tell me that Dak Prescott was a better quarterback, head and shoulders better than Kirk Cousins. So <laughs> let's move on. Let's right. move on. Right. Hey, Yaus, yeah, tell tell me this. You've been so the entire time you've been a fan of the Redskins. Who's been your favorite Redskins quarterback? Tony Banks. <laughs> what? <laughs> was he a Redskin quarterback? I think so, yeah, wasn't he, he was. Yeah, we saw during Scheinheimer's year. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is my favorite? That's tough to say because I don't know that there was any that I was ever excited. Well, wait a minute. It's easy to say. My favorite to watch on the field was RG three, but that's because. Well, but that's because every time he got out there, he was an enigma. There was nothing else like him in the league at that time. 
you could say he was like Vic, but he was like Vic in that he ran. But he didn't run the anywhere near like Vic. Okay, guys, I can do. I can do that. Guys, he scared me. Whenever I mean, those like what, like one and a half years, he actually had some decent playing time and wasn't injured. Like, dude, he scared me as a Cowboys fan. To be honest with you, dude, he tra- he trashed you guys. On he was scary. He was scary. Yeah, there was our first guest of this podcast, man. Youse, your boy Youse. Uh, I wish you would have had somebody that might not have been a Redskin fan, but I'm gonna let that slide. Youse was cool, man. I really enjoyed it. What about you? Man, Yas is always a dope guy to talk to, and our next guest will be uh, not a Redskins fan. How about that? So, oh, really? Uh, a little, yeah, a little teaser for the audience. Hey, real quick before we get on to our next guest, man, I want to talk. Uh, since we were talking about football, I want to talk about like more. Uh, what? How do I say this? Like something that's not as boring, like the Redskins. <laughs> like, I, like, uh, let's talk Miles Garrett's contract real quick, man. How did you? What did you think when you saw that contract? How did you feel about that contract? Did he really deserve it? Man, football is such a violent game that I always feel like anybody that can get money deserves the money they get. But when it comes to like teams and salary caps, it's in my mind it's really hard to give that kind of money to a defensive end. I mean, he's a great player when he's on the field, but man, he is one of those Indomitian Sioux types who's just so aggressive about the game of football. It's like a bull in a China shop, even when, you know, it's unnecessary. I, I just, I'd have concerns about him being on the field all the time for that kind of money. Uh, and I, you know, I think if you look at the track record of teams, when they play players, that kind of money, <clears throat> even quarterbacks, it's like, it really hamstrings, your franchise, but man, especially if that guy's on the defensive side of the ball, that's, that's tough. That's really tough. Yeah. I feel like when you pay somebody like that, first of all, you know, a lot of people have uh, some issues like uh, saying miles care has some character issues. I mean, of course he tried to decapitate Mason Rudolph uh, last year, but I think that was okay. Honestly, if, if what happened actually transpired, what, what he's saying happened, you know, maybe Mason Rudolph needed to get his head knocked in a little bit. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> – I'm joking. I don't condone murder, okay? I just want to be clear on that because <laughs> – but anyway, <laughs> Miles Garrett is a good guy. He's a good player. He's a really good player. Um, I think he's the highest-paid player who's uh, not a quarterback, right? And yeah. I, I think that's an issue. I don't like that teams overpay these defensive players because I don't think they impact the game as individuals as much as your positional players that actually hold the ball. You know, your running back, your quarterback, your receivers. You know, these guys uh, don't have the ball in their hand. And for somebody to get paid that that much, I think it actually takes away from being able to pay some of the other players that need to be, uh, that need to be paid. And uh, I mean, just look at Khalil Matt. Look at Aaron Donald. I feel like both of those franchisers are actually on the way down. I don't see the Rams doing any better than last year. I don't see the Bears doing any better than last year. And I'm not really, uh, I guess, a savant when it comes to knowing the salary cap and how it works. But, dude, it's kind of obvious. Like, this, this, these guys on defense don't affect the game that much. You're paying them that much. Guess what? It happened down in Dallas, man. I mean, they paid DeMarcus Lawrence, what, two years ago or the year before last? And now they're having some uh, salary cap issues trying to possibly move around to pay Dak Prescott. You know, it just it doesn't make sense to me. The only player on defense that I think really can affect the game a lot. I mean, of course, your defense ends can affect the game some. But the real 
players on defense that really affect the game a lot are your corners, the guys that can lock down a side and not warrant two men to guard one person. Yeah, I think it's just the, the volume of passes that come their way compared to a you can you can help on a defensive end if you're on the offensive line. You can send a running back or a tight end to help. It's it's gonna take guys away from the other side, but hopefully you have quality starters on the other side of the line. With cornerback, I mean, I know you can kind of cover up for a bad cornerback with some safety help, but that really puts holes in the defense for the quarterback to just pick apart. So I'm with you. I, I would rather have a shutdown corner like a Stefan Gilmore any day over maybe a Miles Garrett. Um, because I or think, the I think guy in can, Buffalo or the guy that plays in Buffalo. Yeah, I think it's Tredavious White or something like that. Because I think you can manufacture pressure with blitzes. But in order to do that, you got to have really good corners who aren't going to just give up, you know, everything underneath and over the top when you do blitz because they're on an island by themselves. And it um, really and it really worries me too because if you think about it, like all these guys are going to eventually want contracts. Baker Mayfield's going into what his third year, and all those rookie deers are four years with a fifth year option. So if Baker Mayfield comes out and has a ridiculous year, which I think he's going to have a better year, you know, he I think they're a threat to make the playoffs. Uh, I'm not going to bank on that, but I'm saying they're a threat at least. And if Baker Mayfield's able to do that, he's going to be wanting money. Guess who else Would is going to be? Guess who else is going to be wanting money? You know, you're going to have to get rid of uh, if they still have Hunt, a uh, Kareem Hunt. I don't see him being on the team again if he's already still on the team now. Guess what? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's going to want some money. You know, and he deserves it. I mean, he yeah. deserves. It. Let me let me ask you this though: Baker Mayfield balls out this year, but you got his rookie year on film, and you got last year, which was a complete disaster. If you're the GM of the Browns, are you giving him top tier quarterback money? Ask me what uh, – give me an example. What do you consider top tier? If you consider above 30, yeah. You, if you're going to tell me above 35, 36, maybe not. I really see him as possibly being in that. If he has a really good year, I could see a four-year deal with uh, some kind of uh, decent um, incentives for uh, guaranteed money. But I really see him – them being able to offer him something between 30 and 35 – but if Baker has a really good year, he's not going to take that because he knows that he's young. He knows that he, he has some more upside, especially if he has a good year, because Baker had a pretty decent, uh, actually a fairly good rookie season. And then no, last- he did. He did. But like to me, he's a perfect like franchise. I know he has another year on his deal. If I'm the GM, I'm letting him play out every year on his deal um, and then make that decision with the fifth year option, because you got a guy who had one good year and one pretty trash year. I need to see more than one more good year to know how I feel about him. Now, the problem is when you get to that point, now you're starting to get to the end of the Jarvis Landry contract. Now you're starting to get to the end of the OBJ contract, you know, and I don't know how long that's on Austin Hooper for, but you're going to have some pretty big holes in the offensive side. And is Baker Mayfield the type that can carry the team if he doesn't have those weapons? I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't even handle the team with the weapons last year, man. So I think they are really going under the radar with on a lot of people's uh, radars, man, because I mean, everybody's talking about Tom Brady and all the weapon he's got down in Tampa, but you just named the guys that are going to be playing in Cleveland. You know, you got Odell, you got Jarvis, Nick Chubb. I, I'm going to keep saying Kareem Hunt because I'm pretty sure he's still on the team. And then you got Najoku coming back from injury. And then you got Hooper uh, just joining the team. Like this, this team has got weapons on that offense. Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes you go to the buffet, right? And you got your plate and you don't know what to get. So you just come back with some stuff and you go back to the table and you're like, man, I didn't really want this. I wanted something else. 
So you go get another plate. I think sometimes you can get spoiled by having too many options. And I think that's where the, the Browns are, man. Like sometimes you just need to know what you're going to go to the restaurant and get. I want a steak. I want a baked potato. And you can give me one of those nice little yeast dinner rolls. And that's it. Right. I, I think I think that's what Baker needs. But I think, you know, there's so many egos and so many guys on that team that want the ball. And really, the number one option should be Nick Chubb all day, every day. But I think because you have OBJ on the team, you know, who's going to be demanding the ball and, and, and you know, kind of doing what he does. And you got Jarvis Landry, who's, who's a warrior on that field, man. But, you know, he's not as explosive as uh, OBJ. And then you got Austin Hooper, you get big money to. You can't feed everybody. Makes it tough, and especially when the quarterback is not the leader, um, like a you know one of those Drew Brees, Tom Brady guys who, it, you know, guys aren't going to question who Drew Brees is throwing the ball to, right? You're not going to no receiver is going to go up to Tom Brady and say, "Hey, man, I was open on that." Tom Brady's like, "Shut up, man, go back to the huddle." Baker Mayfield's not that guy, so he's going to try to appease all these guys, and I think it's just going to go horribly wrong. I don't really see positive things coming out of that, man. But you never all right. know. All right, all right, man. Hey, um. Enough on football. We're going to move over to the NBA now. We're going to bring our other guests out the green room. Uh, whenever you're ready, man, let's go get Curtis. I'm going to go to the green room right now and get him, man. All right, so All right. 56 Nation, drum roll. No real drum rolls. We got Curtis in the house. Say what's up to 56 Nation, Curtis. 56 Nation, how you doing? Yeah, live and direct. Um, so – there's a lot going on in the world. We like to focus on sports, and we got the NBA coming back to us. Are you excited about that? I'm pretty excited about the NBA, um, especially after watching the basketball tournament happen. Um, I'm excited to see what the NBA is going to do. Yeah, man. Uh, do you think that the bubble is going to work out? You know, we got a couple players already sneaking out of that or trying to sneak women into it. How you, <laughs> how you think that's going to go, man? I don't think the bubble is going to work out too well because um, I kind of feel like the players really don't want to be there. Um, there's a lot of players that's just either we're going to play or or not, and they they have lives. They've been trapped up in the house for months, and now they have a little bit of freedom, and you're talking about millionaires trying to keep them – Locked down in one building. I don't think that's gonna that's gonna happen too well. I really like. Man, it's what crazy you, because yeah, I really like what you're saying there, Curtis. Because thinking about it, man, like this is probably one of the first times some of these guys are gonna feel like that. Uh, like, like this is a real job. Like everybody else is nine to five. Like, man, I, I don't want to be here. I'm gonna try to slack off as much as I can. Like, I'm gonna sneak out and give me some Chipotle today. Like, I, I ain't. Been, I, ain't <laughs> I don't want to be here. I, okay, I got a question for you, Curtis, and for you, Ellie. Out of all the people that uh, that are in the NBA, I'm I'm gonna name some names for you, okay? okay. And I, I want you guys to tell me if you th- if you think that they're a snitch or not a snitch. You know, like <laughs> basically, here's what I want you to picture. I'm gonna give you the first name, like Kevin Durant. If he was in the bubble, I don't know if he's actually there or not, but let's say he's in the bubble. Can you picture Kevin Durant posted up in the corner with his hoodie? Like with his with his phone out, getting ready to tweet somebody snitching right there. Well, we know that like Kevin he, Durant has eighteen Twitter accounts, so you know he's twitching, <laughs> he's snitching on somebody. Yeah. What, do, what about you, Ellie? Somebody, man. Uh, yeah, I can see him telling about people leaving the bubble. He's not going to play, 
So I don't think he cares that much. Okay. But I could definitely see him reporting somebody leaving the bubble. James Harden. I don't think so. I don't. I think James Harden probably stay to himself more than anything. I feel the same. Yeah, I kind of I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. How about uh, how about Kyle Kuzma? Kyle Kuzma, he he's snitching on somebody. On accident. <laughs> on accident. <laughs> He's the one that dyes his hair blonde, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Now nah, he definitely snitching. Yeah. yeah he's I don't think it's even on accident. I think he's trying to get the competitive edge. He's like, listen, man. He's like, I'm about to get some minutes. He's like, I need to up my contract status. He's like, it's like there goes Russell Westbrook so you- out, out the door again. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. He's gonna he's gonna definitely tell something so he can get some some minutes or or look J.R. Smith sliding in there. He ain't taking my minutes. <laughs> hey, did y'all, That's the first one to get told. Hey, did you guys see the uh, video clip on like uh, ESPN or whatever it was with uh, J.J. Reddick and what was the other Miles Leonard or whoever it was like ch- uh, chugging beers? Yeah, I did see that in the bathtub or something outside yeah. or the pool. Or the, yeah. <laughs> I'm both gonna have to take that up. Like, both of them guys aren't snitching. <laughs> They're not fixing to get in trouble. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, you know, I, you guys made a really good point a little while ago too, like about guys with money and having nothing to do and the type of problems that can come of that. Like you guys remember, like being 13, 14, being grounded, and you didn't have any money. Imagine having a million dollars and you just got to sit in your room all day. That's just. There's no way. If that happens, like so, I think a lot of guys are going to be sneaking in and out. And I mean, what are they, are they down in Florida, right? Like on Disneyland, like yeah, they in Orlando. Hey, man, you know the girls coming over from Miami. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the I got a question, though. I got a question. This might be a stupid question, but I haven't looked into it. Is like, is Disneyland or Disney World? Is that is that going on? Like, can these guys go out and like enjoy the Mickey Mouse rides and whatnot? It no. it is open, but I don't think they can go uh, out of that yeah. that bubble. Wait a minute. Exactly. So these dudes are down there at uh, at Disney World, and they just gotta like sit at the window and look out at it and be like, "Man, like, <laughs> I wish I could, I wish saying. I could ride them teacups right now." <laughs> <laughs> right, man. It's, it's 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 such an unnatural environment for those guys. I don't. I just don't have a lot of confidence. I know they got a lot of security, but there's a lot of ways that can go left, man. Um, hey, Curtis, who's your favorite to win the title? In, in, inside the bubble? Inside the bubble right now, my favorite to win the title is probably the Lakers. That's my favorite right yep. now. Um, and, and I say that only because uh, Davis, he wants a ring. LeBron wants a ring. They don't care how they get it. They want that ring. And everyone else is, I feel like, is just there just to fulfill that contract. Curtis, can, Curtis, can you agree with me with something real quick? I feel okay. like Le, I feel like LeBron James is the most ready dude. Like he doesn't need to get ready. I feel like he, regardless of his, uh, people might think his skills are diminished, he might not be the goat anymore in the NBA. I feel like that he's a uh, he don't need to get pumped. Like he's ready to go at any time. And I feel like this environment is going to show that. Like I feel like Goat James is just going to come out there and basically just be ready day one. I will have to agree with you on that, but I also will I'll think that LeBron had his Lakers teammates at his house without nobody knowing. 
They was in there. They weren't quarantined. They was in there <laughs> in his gym playing ball. And they know if when it's time to play for this uh in this tournament or this this champion, however way they're gonna do it, the Lakers are gonna be ready. At least LeBron is gonna be ready in uh in Davis. See, I got I got the Rockets. I just feel I mean, as soon as Russell Westbrook recovers from COVID nineteen, I got the Rockets. I think they just they're they're, they're quick. They 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 move up and down the court, and I think you know you guys are gonna have a lot of time to get in in basketball shape. So guys that do that already, I think have an advantage. They don't play any defense, and that's all right. They they score a lot of points. So I think you know, and uh, Vegas has the Rockets as pretty high odds to win too. So Curtis, I, LeBron, I don't see it, man. Curtis, what do you think uh, the chance is that the uh, season actually finishes? Do you think? I mean, do you give it like fifty percent chance, seventy five? Give me a number. I, I'm more at I, I'm probably 80, 80, 85%. Um, I feel like the NBA is missing out on a huge opportunity. Um, I mentioned the basketball tournament earlier um, because they did that tournament flawlessly. And they didn't have – a few players tested positive on the teams and the teams were sent home um, and couldn't play in that tournament. But I feel like the NBA is – sometimes flex their muscle too much and I think they should reach out to the people who help run that tournament and come bring them in to try to help them I, I feel like their season could have already started already honestly mm-hmm. and this is going to run right into the the football season returning which we know football's king in America so <laughs> right yeah yeah I'm with you on that um all right Curtis so we got we got our trivia question <clears throat> we want you to be a part of our 56 seconds so I'm going to give you 56 seconds to answer this question. You ready? Okay. All right. And Trey, if he doesn't get it right, you can answer it too. You only get one guess though, both of you. In 2014, this NBA great set the all-time record for the most missed field goals. Who was it? Uh, give me James Harden. Trey, what do you got? Oh, so I'm assuming he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a fair assumption. <laughs> I'm assuming that Curtis didn't get it. I'm thinking, yo, I'm gonna go with man. This is this is crazy. Uh, I'm gonna go with Lamarcus Aldridge. Why in the world would you pick Lamarcus Aldridge? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Basically, here's my theory. Here's my theory. What I was thinking. I was thinking, I need a power forward or a center, somebody that might have had a down year that year, and but but still chucks up at least twenty something a game. And then it's 2014. I don't remember what happened in 2014. <laughs> like, I barely remember what happened 14 minutes ago. Come on. <laughs> so the answer was uh, Kobe Bryant, and I think it's not. You guys, oh. I think you guys might look at like, yeah, come on. Come on. I don't like on. that. Listen, Kobe I, I Bryant. Kobe Bryant, what where, where do you where do you see him as the uh on the Mount Rushmore? Do you see him on the Mount Rushmore of NBA greats all time, Curtis? Kobe? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wasn't a Kobe fan at all. Um well I appreciate what he did to the for the game. Um, but you know, it's MJ's up there, Kobe's up there. Uh, I will put LeBron up there. Magic. That that's that's what I would go with. 
Wait, wait, wait. You're not getting off that easy. You're not, no, no, no. You're not getting off that easy. Rank them for us. Oh, rank them? Oh, Jordan, number one. There we go. Off top. Okay. Um, Who's number two? Number two, uh, I would probably go Magic. And and three would be uh, LeBron, and four would be Kobe. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. No. You think LeBron? You, th- you, you think LeBron's better than Kobe? I think LeBron is a better. Uh, uh, look, LeBron drug some names uh, that I can't even Delonte, remember to the Delonte finals. West. To the Delonte De- West. West to the finals. Mo Williams, but, but to JJ the finals. Hickson. JJ Hickson. Right, guys, come on, guys. guys yeah, we, we do this all the time. Who was he playing against in the Eastern Conference, though? Who did he drag him against? You had the, the Detroit Kings. You had Dwayne Wade. You had the Orlando team that Derek was pretty Rose. decent. Derek don't, Rose don't tell me about the Dwight Howard led or man. Here. That team was that team was full of sharpshooters. Me, you, Trey, and two of the <laughs> 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 well, how you how you disrespected Jameer Nelson right now? Like how you gonna disrespect Jameer Nelson? Exactly huh? that. <laughs> Man, Jimmy Nelson was trash. <laughs> LeBron had the easiest road. It, it's kind of like LeBron is equivalent to Tom Brady in the AFC East. He's running through a bunch of nobodies every year, so of course he's winning that division. You know what I'm saying? Or that conference. I, but I don't. I don't see that. I, I will Kobe, say it. Kobe led him in the West. But look, it, it, you can't help who you play. If that team, if that team, the team that they should have played got knocked off before they got to the Cavs, then. You can't help you who you play, but you're right. The West was, was strong. How many, how many finals? Yeah, how many finals was uh, LeBron? Benson? Nine, I think. Like yeah, I think eight, eight or nine, nine or something. Mm-hmm. Like nine? nine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How how many rings he got? How many rings he have? Only had three. Oh, so so that that percentage not looking that great. Okay, and and, and what two of those rings came with? Bro, uh, Bosch and guys, <laughs> man, Bosch is overrated. I think Bosch is kind of overrated anyway. But you got to also remember he had to go against one of the greatest team, probably maybe the greatest overall team of all time, bro. Like we're talking Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and then the the role players they had. You know, the Golden State Warriors were not going to get beat by LeBron or anybody and they showed that by running ran run all over the west and then coming to lebron and then lebron having to carry uh, yo listen lebron you got to win a game against all these guys and here's who we got you know uh Kyrie's hurt kevin loves her so you're going to get tristan thompson and jr smith and <laughs> i mean come on man yeah man Kobe's better, and I got I got Larry Bird above LeBron too, but that's just me because Larry Bird was a better shooter. I think Larry Bird just did a lot more things that I liked than LeBron. But that's preference, and I I respect your opinion. Man, I don't agree with it. But I, hey, but you, you're it. invested too much in that McDonald's commercial with Larry, like off the backboard, like all, you know what I'm saying, through the window, off the court, uh, off the backboard. That was come on, come on. that was legendary. That was, okay, look, look, I'm going to give you a chance for redemption real quick. Another trivia question for you. What shoe uh, brand was Larry Bird signed to? Was it Converse? Uh, it was Converse. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. See, <laughs> like, we're nice. We're nice. <laughs> All right. Hey, another question. Hey, another question. What shoe did Michael Jordan want to sign with? What brand did he want to sign with before he signed with Nike? It was Adidas, right? I think I remember seeing that in the uh, in, yeah. in the in the, in the yeah, last day. From the last day. Acting like acting like all three of us didn't watch the last dance. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Curtis, shout out to Yaus, shout out to all of you in 56 Nation. You guys are doing amazing things, pushing this podcast forward. We keep growing every week. We keep getting great feedback. Keep checking it out. Keep sharing us on Facebook. Keep sharing us on Twitter. Um, Come join our groups if you're not already part of the group. We got some real cool guests coming up, some professionals in their field. They've agreed to come on and talk to us, talk to you guys about all the things that you care about. So we're looking forward to it. Keep it up, 56 Nation.